TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Struck him out, went upstairs at 94. His execution has been a lot better right, in the last yeah. two outings. And at the end of the day, with his stuff, execution is crucial. Gonzalez tagged him out. Really good outing. Another encouraging outing for Jose Barrios. It is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bone Basota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is eight. That sound there, courtesy of Fox Sports North. This voice here, courtesy of Rami Makhlouf, alongside Judd Zulgad, Manny Hill. On the other side of the glass, we're going to talk with Brian Kenny of uh, the MLB Network coming up at 1240 as uh, they get set to televise a few ALDS games, uh, a couple of which I am thinking will involve the Minnesota Twins, Judd Zulgad. That's uh, very possible, and, uh, I, you know, so last night starts a stretch of 13 games against not great teams, right? Mm-hmm. But I think what we can do is is we could take bits and pieces from each game. What means what, basically, right. okay? Because now, now we're really assessing for October. I mean, I've been doing yeah. that since early June, but... No, but now you're like... but Because but <laughs> if you watch the White Sox or Royals or Tigers, you're like, what's the point? And yeah, exactly. the Twins are yeah. better. Uh, but I, I would say that what we saw last night, second consecutive Jose Barrios outing in which he, uh, to quote the baseball wonks, shoved. I don't know if you were here when I said this. What's that? Last week on the show. Yep. Never heard that term before I came to Minnesota. Oh, yeah, it's a baseball term. Never once heard it. And I've watched and talked and played a lot of baseball in my life. Never heard shoved. The, ball, the ball guys love shoved. I like it, too. I'm not saying I don't shoved. like it. It's yeah. just new to me. But he was fantastic again last night. And, and if that had just been... So if that had been the performance that he had last Tuesday against Washington, I'd be like, okay, yeah, it's against the White Sox. So I'm sort of impressed, but I'm not super, not as impressed. But now he's gone Washington, which is really good. And in that game last Tuesday, gave up no runs and two hits over seven. Then last night, pitched into the eighth, got an out in the eighth. So he went seven and a third, two runs, five hits. Got off to sort of a rough start, but then calmed down and pitched well. This is, I think now, the Jose Barrios that you are completely comfortable saying. Game one, ALDS, go get him. And it's right? not just his last two, three out of his last four now. Really, yeah. really good start. But the last two I just feel really good yeah. about, and I feel like he's back, and, and I don't know if his arm was tired or what, but his confidence was definitely down. And whatever happened during that time period, now, now which was essentially August through his first start in September, where he had where he was decent at decent at times, but I think if you go back and do the math, his ERA in those starts, it was like six starts, was over eight. Now, that was the guy you're like, okay, I feel better now. I don't feel better now. I do feel better. This guy, these last two starts, you said, this is this is the guy that you're going to hand the baseball to in game one, and you feel you got a real shot. I think every pitcher goes through a, a, a lull like that over the course of a season. Maybe that It probably lasted longer than, than most top-notch pitchers would last for, but to have five or six bad starts in a row is not unprecedented, even for an ace sure. in this league. That happens. It was just happening at a bad time as far as, A, the Cleveland Indians making their push in the AL Central, 
And B, again, as we assess things looking towards October, you were going, man, do do the Twins even have a number one starter going into October the way that Jose Barrios looked? And then you thought, oh, oh, I think they do. His name's Michael Pineda. Oh, wait, he just got popped for PEDs. Well, I never, Michael Pineda was going to regress back to the mean. I never bought that Michael Pineda was that good. I liked what I was seeing from him, but he was going to regress to the mean. I would never feel, I was never going to feel good about Michael Pineda being a quote unquote number one starter in a playoff series. But when I first saw Barrios' struggles start two or three starts in, I thought it was what I just said. Oh, it's just a lull. It's, it's a rough stretch for a pitcher, maybe dead arm. Almost every pitcher goes through a dead arm over the course of a, a six month season, especially when you're playing and pitching in as many high-leverage games and high-leverage innings as Jose Barrios has. And then Phil Mackey came to me with the history of Jose the, Barrios the August. in August and yeah. September, and then, I, and then I started to wonder, oh, is this, is this more? Is this a trend? Is this a pattern that's going to continue mm-hmm. into, into 2019? And yeah, these last two starts and three out of the last four starts certainly has, has me feeling a lot better. And going back to thinking that this was just a down period, a lull in in Jose Barrios' season. Whether it was dead arm or whatever else it was, the, the changeup wasn't effective for a while. His fast his fastball velocity was down. Both those things are working again, and he's he's got hitters off balance. And I'm still I'm still going to the Barrios camp and saying no more with, with pushing cars. Yeah, like I, I mean, think I think we I think no, we know can, what the problem he was. Can push cars, just take like. Two weeks okay. off in the offseason. I don't, look, like I don't want to off, see you dude. aggressively pushing cars through the entire winter anymore. No more pushing cars. But, yeah, this is now. Now, if you play the Yankees, all right, game one, Brios, probably Paxton, who's been great of late as well, I think you got a chance. I think you got a chance in game one. It's going to be tough. The Yankees can hit. Paxton's been great. But previously, I would have said, and and yeah, this goes back to your point about Pineda. Previously, I would have started Pineda in that game when Brios was really scuffling. But you're a thousand percent right. I wouldn't have done it and said, "Oh, but Michael Pineda, yeah, this is going to be great." I would have said, "Okay, who can we start?" And at that point, Pineda was my default option. But if you go game one now, Yankee Stadium, Brios Paxton, I think it could be pretty damn good, don't you? Yeah. I feel really good about Jose Barrios right now. And if you sneak out game one, because keep in mind, that ALDS is the best three of five. If you sneak game one out... At Yankee Stadium. It's not, you don't have to win four. Right. right. But So if you get that one, right. if you get that one, it becomes intriguing. Oh, it becomes more than intriguing. Well, I like... I then like my chances of... I, I can... I, you know, once you get to Houston, probably done. That's fine. But that series... I give myself a shot. We were talking yesterday on the show. Like your thoughts. Who would is it is it an easy answer who you'd rather face in the first round of the playoffs, the Yankees or the Astros? It's a very simple answer for me. And if anyone is saying the Astros, I think you're crazy. I'm who, crazy then. You want the Astros? I think I want the Astros. No, I've no interest in the Astro the Astros will it's baseball, so there's a weird chance here that something goes wrong. But I'm very confident in saying the Astros will end your season. I think the Yankees are now the games might be absolutely crazy and and there might be some games that go go four twenty seven and end up twenty to seventeen. But the Yankee man, once you get if, if you can get game one, you basically then say, Can we outslug them? What I are you saying that you want the Astros because of it's three or five instead of four or seven? 
I'm saying that's one of the reasons okay. that you only have to beat them three times. Because I do think on paper the Astros are the best team in the American League. Maybe all of baseball. Yep. On paper. Now, that doesn't mean that they'll win every series that they play in because sure. baseball is crazy. It doesn't make any sense, as Jason Stark likes to say. Yep. So I'd rather have to only beat them three times than five times. They're an incredible home team. The Twins are an incredible road team. So I give them a chance to win at, at Minute Maid Park, or are they calling it still Minute Maid Park, or do they have a new sponsor? I don't care. Whatever they're calling it's, it. It's Houston's ballpark. Whatever it is. I think you're right. I think it's still Minute Maid. Okay. Wasn't it Enron Field for a while? It was, it? but that didn't go so well. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad look for them for a little while. They shredded it. They shredded They, they, they shredded, shredded the sign outside the signage that said Enron Field. <laughs> they stuck it through a shredder. Now it's gone. <laughs> so I like the Twins' chances as much as I'd like anybody's chances of stealing one at Minute Maid Park, but I like that you only theoretically have to steal one at Minute Maid Park, whereas in a seven-game series, you might have to steal two at Minute Maid Park because chances are they get one at Target Field. And the third reason is one of those two games to start the series Mm -hmm. at Minute Maid Park, which is a bandbox, is going to be with Justin Verlander on the mound, who is third in the league in home runs allowed, and what the Twins do is hit home runs. So I like their chances against Verlander. I give them as good a chance as anybody of winning at Minute Maid Park. I like the fact you only have to steal one at Minute Maid Park as opposed to where you'd have to probably steal two in a seven-game series, and you only have to beat them three times instead of four. I get your point, but I I want the team that I think I can beat in the first round, and if I get in Yankee Stadium, which, again, is a huge band box, it's a big-time band box, and I can win 18 to... 15 and get the series. I just think Houston's going to be so tough. And you might be right, but I just think I I think the Yankees, if I can get game 1 Barrios Paxton, if I can win game 1. I think I got a real chance cuz they I was actually heard a show a couple days ago. The Yankees are going to probably more so than the Twins try to bullpen games, tie pitchers together. Sabathi is going to be tied to a pitcher. Like there's a real opportunity to score a ton of runs mm-hmm. here. And it's going to be indoor soccer. It's going to be crazy. But I I guess I want to go into the first series thinking to myself, I can definitely get this one. And Houston, your points are valid. I just think you're still done there. And the Yankees, I don't. And and if I can go in and outslug them. And the other thing, too, is as paranoid as we are as fans, it's the Yankees. They never beat the, you know, yeah, blah, blah, blah. To what, what we've discussed for a long time now on our shows. The Twins don't care. Like, Nelson Cruz doesn't care. Nobody cares. Players don't care. So players don't go in and say... Because I think if, if you ask Twins fans... Like, as far as the, the history yes, of Twins and Yankees, Twins fa- them Twins, being the boogeyman... Twins fans are afraid of the Yankees because of the boogeyman aspect, but the players don't give a damn. And Rocco's not going to care. You think Rocco's going to be like, yeah, I got here from Tampa, and the first thing I thought of was, well, the Twins can't beat the... He, he doesn't care either. Not at all. So that thing, to me, is negated. And I just I would just like a series that I think I can definitely win here. And the Yankee series, I think I'm not assuring it, but I do think given the parameters of their pitching, offense versus offense, that there's a real opportunity to sneak three games up. So you're saying that you want at least one series win. Yeah. You want at least a an AL division series mm-hmm. win, and you think your better chance of doing that is against the Yankees. I agree with you. Yep, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you that you have a better chance of beating the Yankees than the Astros. But I just don't. I just don't care I get about logic. winning an ALDS, Manny. I don't know about you, but 
Like, if it's not at least an AL championship, if you're not at least getting to the World Series, it's all the same to me. See, that's, see, so that's I'd ra- my thing. I'd rather the easier path through the Astros, which is five games rather than seven. Because winning an ALDS does nothing for me. Get to the World Series or losing the ALDS, it's at the end, we'll look back at it as that season they made the playoffs. And that's it. Yeah, and let's be honest. I mean, the Twins have won the American League Central a fair amount of times in the last 20 years. They've got one playoff series win, and granted, I would like to see another one, and, and playing the Yankees in the ALDS, I think, would give give them a better chance of winning that series, but I'm thinking World Series, and I want the easiest, easiest path to the World Series, and the easiest path, believe it or not, to me, is playing the Astros first and trying to dispose of them in five games as opposed to having to try and beat them four times out of seven. I was... I was all in World Series previously. You don't have the pitching anymore. It's yeah, gone. That's fair. I want the one round. That's fair. It's gone. Even if you're right, though, I'm just saying winning one round doesn't do anything for me. But I, but I think that it. this team has been to the playoffs numerous times since they went back for the first time in 2002. And they won a first-round series against Oakland that year. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they have not won a first-round playoff series since. And and there there was a time when I said if the Twins trade for starting pitcher at the deadline they've got this they've got that yes the, because they could certainly hit that this could be a World Series team I'm past that now I've I have um, I have shoved that hope aside I want a playoff series win now the other the other side of the coin too to Judd's point to or to sort of piggyback off of Judd's point is if you play the Yankees in the first round and let's say you beat them in a hard fought five game series which I think was ultimately would probably have to take it would probably go full five is you also run the chance of either Oakland or Tampa Bay maybe knocking out the Houston Astros and you don't even have to deal with them at all in the American League Championship Series. Actually, somebody just tweeted that. Brian just tweeted, I 100% agree with you, but to play devil's advocate, if you play the Yankees in the first round, somebody else could beat the Astros and you end up not even having to play them. But the counter to that is if the Rays or the A's are good enough to beat the Houston Astros, they might be better than you even think, and it might be a tough matchup for you either way in the American League Championship Series. Pro- I mean, it's going to be tough either way. The problem is pitching-wise, I don't think, when, once you get past the Yankees, I don't think there's any team that you're going to face in the playoffs pitching-wise that's not going to be deeper than you, at least with starters. Yeah. The By the way, the A's, I'm telling you guys, yeah. don't sleep on the A's. I, and, I and, said oh, it yesterday. Oh, and by the way, what did the A's do at the deadline? Homer Bailey's out there. Let's go get him. Homer Bailey got off to a dreadful start. He's been fantastic. And that team can hit. Maid has come back. He, he's he been fantastic. So I'm just telling you guys, as someone who's followed this team for a long time, I'm taking the series win. I'm taking... That's fair. I'm yeah, I try- just don't care about a series win. I am trying to be, be Minnesota sports as realistic with myself <laughs> as possible. If the Vikings make the playoffs, good for them. But the Super Bowl talk is done with. And, wow! And Two weeks in, Super oh, it's Bowl done. talk is done with. It's done. It's, Damn! It's what did over. I miss on Viking Venom? It's over. We have because re- we've Which reassessed. Is out six days a week, by the way. We've reassessed <laughs> with the Twins. I I want if you can give wow. me as a Minnesota sports fan, if you can give me one Twins series win, first since two thousand two, and it's the Yankees, I'll take it. I'll call it a what was What was time of death on the Vikings? When did you pronounce this? Oh, a- after that debacle At on about Sunday. about 11.17 this morning, about an hour ago. No, no, it was actually no, it was actually the Purple Podcast with Collar after the Vikings game. I said, we need to rethink this. I said, we, we've got to wow. get that. Get them Man. to the play. Get them to, well, they missed the playoffs last year, too. But yeah. there, there was a time where 
Rami, I would have completely gone down the path that you just did. But with the Twins starting pitching, because we are talking about, as Phil said, and Phil might be right, his 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 points were great to uh, Patrick on the last segment of our show yesterday. You could make a very good case that you should go Barrios bullpen game, which is by the way not a starter; it's a bullpen game. A starter opens for a guy who's going to go deeper, and then and then the bullpen's go, going to come back mm-hmm. in. What what the Twins did on Saturday is a bullpen game. Right. So let's just go old school there. Uh, but Phil's point was go uh, Barrios bullpen game, Odorizzi at home because as a fly ball pitcher in Yankee Stadium, yeah. you're accidentally going to see. Balls basically fly out of the yard that in target field or fly ball outs. I actually. So if I have to do that much work, I just want the series win. <laughs> I've kind of, I've already gone down sort of a crazy theory road saying, give me the Astros in round one instead of the Yankees. Manny's in agreement with me. I think I have an, an even crazier road to go down based on what you just said. Something that's been, you know how you have ideas that are rattling around in your head? And you're and there's one there's like the devil and the angel on each shoulder and one of them's like that's a great idea and the other one's like that's one of the stupidest ideas you've ever had yeah. like it's either brilliant or it's ridiculously stupid always listen to the devil <laughs> it's more fun we'll see if you agree after a short break right after this on the score north first place twins show live from Bomasota, the land of ten thousand rakes where the magic number is eight Rami Judd Manny back after this on fifteen hundred scorenorth.com and the score north mobile app. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your the Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. Roll to third. And slipping is Moncada. And two runs will score. Gonzalez came in from third. There would have been a play, but Moncada lost his footing. And it'll be a base hit for a rise and two runs batted in. Highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is eight. Rami Makhlouf, Judd Zulgad, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. We'll talk with Brian Kenny of MLB Network coming up at 1240. I'm still not exactly clear what happened to that baseball yesterday on the highlight that he just played. Oh, the cue ball? What? Was that just, it just cued past? Was that just uh, a weird spin? Did, yeah. it, did it hit like a rock that was, that was no, in the grass? No, I think it was a spin. Because you see Moncada break to the right. Yes. Because that's where the ball was going. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a spin. Really? I'm pretty sure it's off the end of the bat, so it's cue-balled, and Moncada is going towards third base, and then at the last second, he he realizes that the ball is going to his left, to the batter's right. It's cueing itself into left field, and he tried to recover, and it looked like he, he was on a skating rink. It looked like he got his ankles broken by James Harden. Yep. <laughs> that's that's yeah, like what, that's what it ta- looked like. looked like he tried to tackle Barry Sanders. It was it was <laughs> so odd. Yeah. How about that, though? Arise last night, 3 for 3. He came into that game hitting 344. Of all the remarkable stories of the 2019 Twins, and there's quite a few... This is one of the top ones. He was hitting 344. He's three for three last night. Think about the consistency there. And he's so much fun to watch because I don't know if I, I've seen a guy at the plate 
who appears to be in perpetual motion constantly like him. He looks like he's on ice skates. Yeah. And he runs like that, too. Yeah. It's like his feet are on fire. He's always like tiptoe. It's I, I don't know how to, to describe it, but the fact that this guy has come up, and this is now not just a, a month flash in the pan where you say to yourself, oh, this is going to come back to earth for sure. This is a pretty sustained amount of really high, high-level success, right? Right. Yeah. It is yeah. remarkable. I mean, he's not rookie of the year, but he's he's in the top five, top three, maybe. No, but he's, AL but he's your 2020 opening day second baseman, and my guess is he hits first, right? Probably. I would think so. Lead off next season? Don't really see why not. Yeah. Do, do you guys? No, I think they found something here. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, Granted, I was sort of new to the to the market when when the season started, but I don't. I studied up the, on this team pretty no, he well. Wasn't. Yeah, this guy was not on the radar, was he? No, no. They, I think, I think internally they liked him, but he was never talked up. Ever? Talk, no, Lewis Kirloff like that, not even close. Right. Okay, I said before the break. I have you brought up the the subject of a bullpen day mm-hmm. in a playoff series, and I'm not opposed to it. And I'm not. I think they almost have to do it at this point. I don't trust Kyle Gibson. I'm with him. Who else? Who else is there? I would rather if you ask me right now, give me your bullpen day in a playoff game. I go bullpen day. Yeah, I, and I'm right there with you. But everybody's saying like maybe bullpen day in game two, maybe bullpen day in game three. That was Mackey's point. Game yes, he he said in Yankee Stadium, Barrios bullpen day. Odo in game three because of the amount of fly balls he gives up that might accidentally go into the right field seats. All right. I don't know if this idea is crazy or brilliant, or maybe somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. It might just be stupid. How about a bullpen day in game one? Like what the A's did in well, the, the wild card game against the Yankees? You can't say that without explaining yourself. Why? Because whenever you have a bullpen day, whenever you decide to go ahead and do that, you're going to be at a disadvantage, especially when you're talking about going against the Astros and what they're going to throw out on on the mound on a night-to-night basis, even with the Yankees. Their starting rotation isn't... It doesn't knock your socks off. Well, that's going to be Paxton, who's been great of late for them. So, you're going to be at a disadvantage from a starting pitching standpoint. Yep. You're going to have to slug... You're likely going to have to slug your way to win, although they just won a bullpen day two to nothing. So, (laughs) there's always that possibility. Against Clevenger. But chances are you're going to have to score a bunch of runs to win, right? Okay. Why not go ahead and, and... Put yourself at that disadvantage. It's coming eventually. Get it out of the way in game one. And then I like my pitching matchups in games two and three. You might even have the edge. If Jose Barrios is still hot going against whoever the Astros throw out on game two or whoever the Yankees throw out on game three. And it's maybe a push between Jake Odorizzi and whoever they throw out there for game three. So you're you're improving. You're giving yourself a better matchup starting pitching-wise in games two and three by bumping those guys down, and you are going to be at a disadvantage at some point on paper from a starting pitching standpoint. So why not just go ahead and get it out of the way in game one? Can I tell you why I don't I don't like that in the ALDS for sure? Is that sure? stupid? Is that crazy? Well, Am I it, overthinking this? It's slightly crazy, but I don't know if it's stupid. Stupid is really, really stupid. <laughs> it might be crazy. Uh, here's why I don't... Here's why I would actually have that conversation in round two best four or seven, but I don't like it in best three of five ALDS because if it goes wrong, I'm down immediately one rip. And now, now if you're playing the Yankees, let's say they need to win just two more. 
I don't like roll. I to me, what you're saying is, let's roll the dice in this way, and if it's a best three of five, so they they only need to win three times. I don't like rolling the dice in game one because if it doesn't work, I want my best in game one there. Now, best four or seven, longer series. I think I could have that conversation way more. But if I but if I'm on the road in Yankee Stadium, and so let's say it's um, Devin Smeltzer, and he gets rocked, which in a playoff atmosphere in that stadium could happen. I think I would rather put my best up against their best in game one and say if I get this game. Huge advantage, me, because I've won there. I now need only two more wins. That makes sense. Yes, but I'm willing to go down your path for a best four of seven, because if you drop game one there, you don't feel like, oh boy, now we're in real trouble, because they still have to win three more times. There is another hitch in my plan, and I I had considered this, and Duncan brought it up before I could bring it up myself. Tweeting at Rami is tweeting. That's how you follow me. He's at Jay Zalged. He's at Benny Hill. Uh, you can't do bullpen day game one because then Barrios probably can't pitch game five on solid rest. Okay. That's a that's very good. Because yeah. it would be yep, two, ga- yep. two games on the road, day off, two games at home, day off, and then game five back in New would York or Houston, off? right? Would There's always a day, a day off? off for travel in the playoffs. Yeah. So I think you would. he would have enough rest. If he pitched game two, I don't want to be had down. A day off, two more games, another day off. That's four days of rest. I don't want to be down really quickly and have my opponent only need two more wins. That's why I wouldn't do it. Manny, am I am I overthinking this? Is that crazy? Give yourself no. I don't think it's crazy. Give yourself an edge or at least a fifty, like a, a push as far as the starting pitching matchup in games two of three by getting the bullpen game out of the way in game one. I think if you were going up against. A pitcher in the Yank with the Yankees that was worlds better than Barrios, then I would say go go for a bullpen game, game one. But I think because and Judge right, I mean Paxton's been really really good, and if you you know thinking that he's going to be game one, I would want my guy to go up against because that that's a good matchup. Like Barrios, I'll take Barrios against Paxton. I'll take that matchup. I think that's with with the way Barrios has pitched his last couple outings. I think it's a pretty that's a pretty even matchup. So I want my best guy going game one. And I was think when I when this came to mind, I was thinking more about the Astros and if they throw Justin Verlander out there for game one. Sure. Because But that me, might not matter with the Astros because they've got three number ones. True, but I still would rather give myself a a better matchup than of what I would have had in games two and three. Sure. And like I said, in a bullpen game, you're probably going to have to score a lot of runs. Most of them won't end up two to nothing. I think your best chance of winning a slugfest in the Astros series is against Justin Verlander because he gives up home runs and the Twins hit home runs. If if Justin Verlander were pitching for the Yankees and he's all they got as far as good starters in their rotation and he's pitching game one, I would go bullpen game again against him. Because it's going to be a disadvantage. You're probably going to lose that game anyway, even if Barrios goes. So you're going to be at a disadvantage anyway, and I'd rather f- fire my bullet, give give Barrios a better matchup in game two. Well, plus, if, if you go bullpen game in game one and you lose that game, now your opponent needs two more wins to win the series. If Barrios comes back and struggles in game two, now you're just done. Now you're just done, yeah. I, I'd, ra- I, I'd rather go forward with best pitcher, okay, because if I win one, if I win game one on the road, I'm feeling pretty good. Worst case, bullpen doesn't work. I lose game two. 
But now I'm tired and coming home. I feel decent, although although with the twins, who knows? Because they've been world beaters on the road and not as great at home. But I think I I think I would prefer to give Barrios the chance to win Game One and set me up where I feel that if I lose Game Two, I'm not done. And and if I go bullpen Barrios, loss loss. You want to get the momentum rolling. I want to get what something. You're worried about. I want to get something. Yes. The yes. Twin- I I would feel I would feel dumb if I went bullpen and got beat. And now I've got okay. Barrios has to win, and plus now now you're you're applying pressure back on him because he knows he has to win that game, and he gets beat, and now your season's over because you you ain't going to come back and, and win three consecutive most likely. And not only have the Twins been a I guess a worst home team this year than they have been on the road, they also have not won a home playoff game since Game One of the O two ALCS against the Angels. Yeah, but that but that <laughs> but that again is you know these guys aren't going to care about that. I'm I'm trying to think about what these guys can do and, and what they care about. I mean, there's a lot of twins. There's a lot of twins things that do seem odd, and yet the Yankees, the lack of playoff success, all does. But if you really put these guys, if you say to yourself, forget the 2002 through 2010 twins, how can we put the 2019 twins in the best position possible to succeed? I think I got to go Barrios. You're probably going to go Barrios, Odorizzi, bullpen. Most likely, but Phil Phil's logic made some sense to me because you know if Jake gives up a couple of medium deep fly balls in that ballpark, Yankee Stadium, they might leave the yard because yeah. that that and that ballpark, by the way, is a joke. Houston Houston's a bandbox, but I don't think it's a joke. The left field, the left that left field porch is a joke, and right field in is Houston. A, oh yeah, but but it's in ridiculous. Yan- but in Yankee Stadium. In Yankee Stadium, Aaron Judge saves home runs, and he doesn't have to leap. <laughs> Think about that for a second. The six, dimensions six, of, of the new Yankee Stadium should have been somebody. Somebody with MLB should have said, "No, no, no! You're not going to. No, you're not doing this." Got a couple tweets on my either stupid or brilliant idea. Joe says, "I like it. Start Romo in Yankee Stadium. He's not going to be intimidated. Come back with Bruzdar. That may get you through four innings. Let's go." I hate that idea on Bruzdar, though. Bruzdar, look, I know Saturday he came in through a hundred plus and looked fantastic. I am looking to, I'm looking to dial down the pressure on Bruzdar as much as possible. Oh no, early no, I'm on. ready. No, I'm ready. To, no, I'm ready don't to do that. Him. No, no, don't do, do that it. to yourself. No, Why? don't do that to yourself. Why? You're setting yourself up to fail. No, no, you don't want to dial up no. the pressure on Bruce Dar. I've I'm seen all, it before. I'm on the Bruce he's, Dar train. He's young. He's no, no. Don't do this. I'm on it. Don't do this. It's too late. This, I'm already no, on it. No, you are giving the keys to this the is car. Like the bus You're with giving, the broken brake. Yeah, you the know what this brakes. is? Right, exactly right. This is why I'm warning you. This is why I'm warning you. Warning you. Are giving, going to October, you are giving. Like you are giving the keys to the car of the 16 year old who passed his or her driving test that morning. Inviting disaster. I mean, you're going to have to give them the keys eventually. Eventually, yes. <laughs> when it's smart. Point, when it's point, smart. You're going to have to sit you know there wondering if, if I was your spouse, make it home. I you want a divorce. I, mean? <laughs> if I, was, I want a divorce right now. This irresponsible line of thinking I want no part of. I'm trying to help this team. And you, you just like when you cut the brakes and didn't understand how much pressure you put on this poor collection. Let's fly below the radar. No, man. It's my song. I'm on Let's the- <laughs> fly below the radar, <laughs> and it will be all better. This, but this goes against everything that you said earlier in the season. This goes what against... Which is that you can't... You, we can't handle anybody with kid gloves. You you know you have a shot to win a World Series this year. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. Things look right, good. Right, but I, but I want to win that. But, but I want to try and win. the World Series now. Right. 
And, and I also don't want to apply. Pro- no, you can't handle people with kid kid gloves, but you always want to put them in the best position to succeed when possible. No, Bru- I'm not saying Brewstar is not on my postseason bullets. roster. Mm-mm. Right, fire him, but fire him wisely. Bruce Dar, put what, him in the right spot. What you're suggesting is not. What have we talked about? Why is the Twins bullpen turned so good? Because they've largely found a way to put everyone of late, and they've done a great job in the right spot. You're firing your bullets, but you're doing it wisely. Look, I'm, look, Taylor Rogers, Sergio Romo are still, and my, I didn't object to that. They're still Sergio my, can start still the my one and two guys in terms of the trust tree. They are they are on the highest and strongest branches of the trust tree. I, Sam Dyson would be if he was healthy. I like what you've seen from Trevor May lately. After that, who do you got that you'd rather put out there than Bruce Dargraderall? And I might put him out there before Trevor May. And Sam Dyson at this point ain't an option. I need to see. I need to see a little bit more because I've seen. I was impressed with what he did Saturday, but what I saw before that and what Perk said about that makes a lot of sense as far as how you handle him. Got under what circumstance would you use Gratterall in the postseason? I would use him. I would use him at the, let's say, in about the sixth inning or so. Come in, throw throw heat. I just don't want to put him in a if position. Like, it, it's a, it is a literal with, with him, and this is not his fault because he's a kid. Mm-hmm. It is a roll of the dice right now. So if it's like 5-4 in the sixth inning, you're taking, let's say you're taking Odorizzi out. Yep. And you're putting him come in and throw gas. And- Yep, but what I but what I don't want to do, on, just I don't want to fly. The there's no there's no compelling case now to fly in the face of what they've done for the past month plus with that bullpen, which has been really for the most part, not mm-hmm. always, but for the most part, really smart use of people in situations in which they can excel. It's like students; you put them in a position yeah. to succeed. I if Bruce Dar can't do math, I'm not giving him the math test. I'm giving him the English test because I know he's good at that. Or vice versa. Understanding that there would be no math. (laughs) I'm not. He's he's on my playoff roster. I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to say that he's not. But it's just that right there, Rami went too far, and that's going to cause our divorce. That's going to cause our divorce. You thought I went too far when I cut the brakes. Well, you did though. You did. did. No, no, no. We got to pull that whole thing back. This bus was getting to October. This bus is getting to October, baby. It's happening. You cut the brakes irresponsibly. You've been incarcerated. I've testified against you, by the way. And by the way, I don't know if you heard the show (laughs) yesterday. This was done in baseball court. I don't know if you heard the show yesterday. It was closed. Do we need need a law and order for for the score on our Twitch show? Closed court. I testified against him. Yesterday, I threw a brick on the gas pedal and went and joined the party. Throwing claws around the bus. I'm up on top where the propane grills are heating up and getting ready yep. for a celebration yep. dinner. This yep. Th- yep. And now you want to bullpen things and it's going to blow it's straight a, up. Do we need Law & Order for the Score North Twins show? I don't think so. I don't think we do. I don't think we do. Uh, do I have to try him, too? Look, How many shows can I be Jack look, McCoy on? <laughs> I already indicted Gary Kubiak and Kirk Cousins. One for fraud. One for reckless endangerment of an offensive coordinator. <sighs> I said this thing would get to October. Is this bus not getting to October? I rest my case, ladies and gentlemen. It's getting there, but the brakes never should have been cut. We'll not, talk, not in this poor collection. We'll talk with Brian Kenny of MLB Network right after this. It's the Score North first Rocco place you. Twins show live from Bumbasota, the land of 10,000 rakes where the magic number is 8. And we are on 1500scorenorth.com and that nifty, handy-dandy, totally free Score North mobile app. Score North Twin Show. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. All right, Score North download time. I'm Manny Hill, and uh, this Score North download is brought to you by 
Robert W. Baird and Company, offering trusted financial advice and services since 1919. And this download is a reminder you can join Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terhar this Sunday afternoon as uh, Minnesota United FC travels out west to take on Portland with a pregame at 2.30 and the kickoff at 3 right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and that free Score North mobile app. That is your Score North download. Now back to the Score North Twin Show. The Score North first place Twin Show, Manny. Live from Bombasota, right. the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 8. Rami Makloff and Judd Zolgad with you. Top of the hour, it'll be Score North Live. I'll be back for that. Along with Danny Cunningham talking some Vikings and uh, some going-ons around the NFL and the world of sports. But joining us right now on the Score North First Place Twins show, you can watch this man host MLB Now on the MLB Network, which will have exclusive coverage of two ALDS series this October. It is Brian Kenny. Brian, thanks for the time. Welcome in. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, guys. I have I have a crazy theory that I, I want to run by you, but first I just want to know what from from your perspective and the national perspective, watching obviously a lot of Major League Baseball around the nation. What's your view of the Twins and their chances come October? Well, I think um, with their you know incredible offensive performance, they've forced their way into the super team conversation. Because there have, you know, through the season, uh, there's been a few different tiers that have developed. And at the very top, it's kind of established itself where it's the Yankees, Astros, and Dodgers. Uh, once the Red Sox clearly weren't going to be hanging in that area, we thought the Red Sox would be there. And then through the season, you know, the Braves have gotten, you know, quite good. Uh, Nationals made their run. Twins have, have been there through the season. And the Cardinals have been decent. Um, but I think the Twins have kind of elevated themselves because any time you put up, and I did this yesterday on MLB Now, any time you do a comparison of the teams, uh, if you're doing it offensively at the very least, the Twins are in that conversation. They're in there with the metrics and everything they're doing. So while their win total is slightly below, I think they sort of belong. I think nationally people do feel they're still like a tier below only because those top three teams are going to be in that 104-win area, and they have truly been so dominant. Talking with Brian Kenny of MLB Network here on the Score North First Place Twins show. Now my crazy theory, Brian. We we were talking about who you'd rather see in the the ALDS if you're the Minnesota Twins as the Astros and the Yankees battle it out for the top spot in the American League. And I said I think I'd rather get the Astros because, to me, they're the best team in the American League on paper I'd rather only have to beat them three times than four times over the course of a five-game series. I also like the Twins' chances better than most teams of getting one in Houston because of the Twins' road record. I also like their chances against Justin Verlander because he gives up home runs and the Twins hit home runs. Am I crazy? Should I just be saying, give me the Yankees because they look like the, the easier and better matchup in the ALDS? No, I think you you might as well get hyper specific, right? And you try to grasp it whatever you can, sure. and maybe you're onto something because there's not a huge difference between those clubs anyway. Uh, the Astros are um, a little bit better. Um, their their walk rate is the best in the league. Their strikeout rate is the best in the league, meaning they make the most contact. Um, they they have a very good defense, and their starting rotation is outstanding. Uh, but the Yankees bullpen is deeper and better. Their offense is uh, is a little deeper, not quite as good at the top end as the Astros, but it's pick your poison, and maybe you're onto something that you know you, you can 
um, get like not a flukish win, but maybe you get on a good roll for three or four days as opposed to doing it over a full week. Exactly. Uh, so it, are the Yankees, as far as we can tell in their rotation for the playoffs, are they going to start Paxton and then basically attach guys and bullpen things starting in game two, Brian, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean, Aaron Boone has indicated that, and that's the future, man. I mean, I, it, it's coming faster than we thought that a team is finally going to be playing tournament baseball. Yeah. And even if they get Luis Severino, it still makes sense because, you know, he's going to be doing three, four innings a pop. Um, you're not expecting him to go six or seven. Um, and he kind of fits right into that where, you know, it's not even, uh, it, it's tournament baseball, but it's not really bullpenning. It's more tandem starts. Which is simpler, really. You know, it just makes it easy. It's like, hey, we have two guys starting today. Someone's going to go um, the first run, whatever that length is. Someone's going to take us into the middle innings, and then we unleash either our A squad or our B squad, depending on how close the game is. I think that's the perfect way to approach it. In your mind, if this is what's to come, is there enough pitching out there for for this to be adopted league wide, or is this only going to be possible for select teams? Do you think? I think you adapt it to what you have. Um, if you have the uh, Astros rotation, you roll out your rotation. If you have, uh, I, but I think most any team, by the time you get to your fourth and fifth starters, you're better off doing a tandem start. You know, I mean, how many teams go four or five deep with like, oh no, this is a quality starter who's going to give me seven innings? Very few clubs have that. Uh, the Dodgers basically have a, adopted that model too. Now, when Hinjin Ryu started pitching like an ace, well, you know, let him roll like an ace. But for the most part, they went in, they, they buy uh, guys that are kind of, um, you know, elite for shorter stretches. Uh, Rich Hill and, and pitchers like that. If the guys are injured, they can still roll with them, but just for shorter periods of time. So uh, you just adapt to what you have and you utilize what you have properly, but keep an open mind to the fact that you don't have to just roll out, oh, here's our game four starter, it's our number four guy. No, you don't have to do that. Talking with Brian Kenny of MLB Network here on the Score North First Place Twins Show. The the Twins obviously have been able to continue to score runs since Byron Buxton went down with the shoulder injury that eventually cost him the rest of his season. How much do they miss his defense and his speed on the bases, though, especially in October? Do you think, Brian? Yeah, that's a you know that's that's a big loss. He makes a very big difference. You know, uh, outfield defense is is vastly underrated. Um, and I think we saw that a few years ago with the Kansas City Royals when they had their elite defensive squad in the outfield. Um, and in this day and age where it, it is a lot of fly balls, there's be fly balls to the outfield, hit to the track, hit to the wall, and losing uh, a, a, you know basically your top, a top three. <laughs> I almost said five, but it's actually a top three center fielder fielding-wise is a lot. Yeah. So how far with the playoffs starting now here in a week plus, Brian, how far do you realistically think the Twins can go matched up in a field where you are going to have the Yankees, Houston, and some other very tough clubs? I mean, we don't know. I mean, anything could happen. I mean, it seems simplistic. You just have to go with the most likely scenario. Right. And the most likely scenario is that the Astros are the best team. The Yankees are a shade below that. Uh, the Twins can, can beat anybody, but it's not, you know, as they say, it's not where I bet. Uh, I wouldn't think so. That said, you know, could I, look, could I see Twins Nationals in the World Series? Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, it's not even that much of a stretch. But I would expect to see the Dodgers and Astros. I would then next expect to see the Dodgers and Yankees. But, like, you know, uh, Twins Cardinals, Twins Braves, Twins Nationals, Twins Dodgers, all that could happen. 
Brian, I, I know MLB Now is a analytically uh, focused show, but I don't think you have to be an analytical expert or even dive that deep into the numbers to know how much of an anomaly Nelson Cruz is doing what he's doing at his age. How, how, how amazed are you by what you see Nelson Cruz do on a day-in, day-out basis with a torn tendon in his wrist? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, he's had a run where even when he was a free agent several years ago, it was thought that he was, you know, the, the cliff was coming. You know, when he this was after his run at Texas, and he's about to hit 33, and you're thinking, all right, he's hitting for power, but we're not going to see that much power. So the run he's made now, it's like six seasons of, you know, 37 homers or more, is pretty incredible. That's Brian Kenny catch two ALDS games, which may or may not involve the Twins, on MLB Network. And catch Brian on MLB Now, also on the MLB Network. Really appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Brian. Okay. Thank you. Take care. That's Brian Kenny joining us on the Score North. Final miss my guest, Twins Manhattan Restaurant behind him, right? I like the background noise. Oh, there. I love restaurant that noise. Was, that was like, I'm totally with you. Like some background noise can be, especially for radio, distracting. Pro's and, pro too. He didn't. He like didn't get affected by it one bit. That was like soundtrack background noise. <laughs> That's really well put. That's exactly right. Like if if a producer was trying to make background noise, you're right. For, yep, they'd be like, "That's that's perfect. That's perfect. You're right. That was perfect." But he's giving the Twins a chance at a World Series. See. Well, you said you're not thinking World Series. I'm not thinking anymore. World Series. You should be. I'm not. No, no, no. I shouldn't. I think be. you should be. No, no, no. I'm dialing down the expectations, and I'm trying. I'm trying to get a first round playoff series win. I was thinking World Series previously, but Pineda's been pinched now. Gibson, as you said, you can't trust him. I listen. I I took a big step because I'm back to trusting Barrios. And two weeks ago, I couldn't say that. And now, game one, no question. This is where you need to be for game one. With Barrios, yes, and what we've seen from him in yes, his last two Yes, this is where hours. you need to be. I was, I, I told you two weeks back, I was uncomfortable with Game One. Right? No, you and wanted now to put I'm, Michael Pineda out there. And now for I'm game not. One. And now I'm not. So, so I'm making progress again. This has been a weird show. for I've me. been hurt, and now I believe again. People might just. Why's it been weird? Not trust my baseball acumen after this show because I threw out two kind of ridiculous theories on the surface. Well, I, mean, I, I feel like, no, no, I feel but like we're I talking had no, sound logic behind you, them. You'd sound like a fool if we if if they had <laughs> starters. If they had starters, and you're like, I think they should bullpen game one. Then I'd say, you're come on, man, you sound like an idiot. But but we're talking about Phil. I mean Phil Phil who who's a ball guy, right? Suggested bullpenning game two. All you're saying is game one. I don't agree. I don't agree with with your philosophy. But it doesn't sound stupid. They're going to bullpen a game, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, it seems that way. Brian seems to think that that's that's probably well, the way to go. Brian, Brian's right. This whole attaching things. I think we need to. I think attaching is a better term than opener, and it's probably a, a better term than bullpenning. Attaching is good. Basically, what you're saying, handcuffing, right? Basically, yeah. what you're saying is, you're my four or five guy, and I don't really trust you to do a lot, but you can do a little bit. I trust you one, maybe two times through the order, and so can this guy. But that's baseball now. Right. So Brian's right. Look, like, I think how Brian thinks drives old school baseball fans crazy. And there are things he says I disagree with. But there's a lot now the teams have adopted but that makes sense. He's right about the fact that I think you'll, because bullpenning became all the rage. Yep. And everybody thought, well, I guess we have to bullpen. And didn't have the arms to do it, but tried to do it anyways. And that's why we've seen bullpens. And the ERAs get out of control this year. And look year. at Cleveland. For the first time ever, bullpen ERAs are higher than starters' ERAs. And Cleveland doesn't bullpen, and, and consequently until Brad Hand essentially blew up, 
I believe they were a top baseball in bullpen ERA because their guys, Clevenger and, and when he was there, Bauer and that group, Bieber, those guys go deep. I think the correction that, that you'll see is that teams won't try to force it. I just don't think there's teams a, are trying to force it now and they didn't have the arms to do it. That's what I was going to say. I don't think that there's enough pitchers in this game to have every team do that. Right. But I do think that if you have it sort of split and, and if you've got good starters who can throw, let's say, 105 pitches, all right? Yeah. Okay, that's going to work for them. But then there are going to be teams that have to go out and say, all right, then we're going to find a guy that can pitch uh, three innings and a guy that can pitch three. But I don't I don't think any one team, or I don't think a mass amount of teams can adopt the exact same philosophy, and it's going to work. No. I think some teams, Houston, Cleveland, have a lot of starters, so they throw deep in, into games, and that's great. And they go to their bullpens at the what we consider traditional times. And then I think there's teams where they're going to have to do what the Yankees are doing now, which is our bullpen is good, and we have one good starter. So James Paxton can go deep. Look at the Brewers, for example. Last year, the Brewers could have legitimately asked for five lights-out innings from Hayter, Knable, and Jeremy Jeffers. They could ask for that on an almost night-in, night-out basis. Knable gets hurt, out for the season, Tommy John surgery. Hayter's not the same. Jeffers just fell off the... The, the face of the earth in terms of his production. Yep. Love that dude. I hope he finds it again, but just wasn't the same guy again this year. And then even Hader still dominant, but for some reason giving up the long ball. And yep. now, now all of a sudden, you know the, why? The twins, guys connect. <laughs> and, and yeah, exactly. That pitch, if you connect, it's going a long way. But now all of a sudden, the Brewers are, are fighting for a spot in October and aren't doing it the same way they did last year. They have to rely on, on their starters a little bit more than mm-hmm. they did last year because they just don't have the pieces. This Absolutely. Is, this has been the Score North first place. You're not crazy. Right? You're not stupid. You're misguided at times, but you're not crazy or stupid. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is eight. That's Judd Zulgad. I'm Rami Makloff. According to him, not stupid. Manny Hill on the other side <laughs> of the glass. If you missed any portion of this show, go get it wherever you download podcasts or on the Score North mobile app. We'll talk to you again tomorrow at noon.